T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Gillio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. One hour from now, Elliot Shore Parks will play Jalen Hurts or later on in the show tonight. And we will get to a very important discussion of a job and a salary that Tucker and I were wondering about in the last break. That's coming up because we we got to solicit, see what people think on this. I, I mean, I have no idea the real answer, which is actually most things on WIP. I have no idea what the real answer is. We, we're going to try to come up with it, though. Before we get back to all that, though, I'm more concerned with the injuries and the coaching heading into the postseason. But I want to throw out a hypothetical. I, I threw this at Howard last night. It's some some kind of form of this question. But I'm I'm actually, I wonder where the Eagles lie on this. And, and look, I don't have any control over this. The Eagles don't really have any control over it. You don't have any control over it. But they have both of their coordinators up for a job. Both coordinators are up for um, multiple jobs, actually. You know, and, and either or both or neither. But there's some combination here of, of one, two, or zero. Could end up leaving the Eagles this offseason to become head coach. Shane Steichen and, and um, of course, Jonathan Gannon. And... Let me, I'm going to put a hypothetical out there for everybody. One stays, the other one goes. So meaning this, let, let's just say you are someone who wants Gannon out of here. But that means Steichen stays. Or you're someone who's like, all right, well, Steichen goes, but then Gannon has to stay. Like if you can only keep one of these and the other one stays, who would you keep? Now, I think it's interesting because there's – I think anytime a team loses its coordinators, a good team, it is an issue because you have there's continuity factor. There's who you're going to elevate within the coaching staff. Can you get who you want? Um, especially when it's a play caller involved, as as Shane Steichen is on the offensive side. If I could only choose one of these two to stay, my answer is is Jonathan Gannon. I I I would rather keep Jonathan Gannon than Shane Steichen, and I'll, I'll tell you why. One, I think Gannon is a good coordinator. I, I think the the, the angst and worry and frustration about Jonathan Gannon. It's one of the silliest things we've done here over the last two years, especially this year. Like last year, if you weren't sold on Jonathan Gannon, you, you wanted to bring up all the good quarterbacks that torched them, that's fine. I probably retorted with saying something like, well, look at the players he had on defense. He didn't really have much. Okay, well, we'll give him one more year. We'll give him players, see how he does. They had 70 sacks. They were top 10 in points allowed. They were number two in yards allowed, number one in yards per play. He delivered. They gave him players. He delivered. His scheme works for the modern NFL. The players play hard for him. I'm in. And I'm not out there looking to go find another defensive coordinator. Once in a while, those guys flop. You bring a guy in, he stinks. you got to get him out in a year. The Eagles found someone, and I, and I like the fact that they have someone on that side of the football that can be left alone to be basically the head coach of the defense. I, I think when teams are successful, especially if the, off- if the head coach is 
strong on one side of the ball. Obviously, Sirianni's an offensive guy. It helps if the head coach could just leave that the other side of the ball alone. I, I thought Sean McVay benefited and has benefited in his career from having Wade Phillips. He's benefited from Raheem Morris, Brandon Brandon Staley a few years ago, he just kind of has left defense alone and done his thing on offense. That's benefited, you know, him. Same thing with uh, Sean Payton when he had Dennis, he's a Dennis Allen for a lot of years uh, as his coordinator. It benefited him. Like this, it, it's a benefit. You know, Bruce Arians, he just left Todd Bowles alone. Like all that stuff helps. I'd rather keep Gannon. As far as Steichen goes, I think he's done a nice job. I think we have to give him credit because he's the play caller and has been since Jalen Hurts' career turned around around midseason last year. But they do have a lot of internal options. I mean, Nick Sirianni, he calls it his offense. I mean, is it that hard for him to go back to calling plays? I feel like it shouldn't be. They also have Brian Johnson here, who has known you know Jalen Hurts as he was like four years old, is the quarterback's coach who probably feels like he's ready for an elevation anyway. If I can only keep one of these coaches, you know, you tell me right now you sign up for one and he stays, the other one has to go. I would keep Gannon and I would say – you know, good luck and thanks to, to Shane Steichen for his two years of Philadelphia. 215-592-9494. Tucker, if you can only keep one, Steichen or Gannon, as I'm sure there'd be a, a party outside if Gannon ever did leave, who do you keep? I'm not a huge Jonathan Gannon fan. I think I've made that pretty clear. But if I had to choose one to stay, it might be him simply because if Shane Steichen left, there's a, an ecosystem in that coaching room that I think can survive him leaving, right? Like, Brian Johnson is very much the heir apparent, I think, for that offensive coordinator job. Nick Sirianni, even though he's kind of been hands-off on game day with the offense, he's still involved on a week-to-week basis and a day-to-day basis. Right. I think he would still be involved and maybe be more involved and maybe take his shot at, you know, calling plays again. I think the offense wouldn't have that big of a drop-off, whereas with Gannon... You could improve. You certainly could go out and hire someone like Vic Fangio or whatever, but I also think if he left, that would leave the biggest question mark on the team. Like, him leaving, I think, would leave a bigger hole on the coaching staff than Shane Steichen. Well, and also, what if you don't get a Vic Fangio? We don't, I mean, I know he's the name, and I brought him up before. He was at Eagles practice this summer. He, um, I believe he was hired as a consultant, some sort of consultant this past year by the Eagles, but there's no guarantee they get him. I mean, there's rumors out there Sean Payton wants Vic Fangio as his coordinator when Payton puts together a staff if he comes back this offseason. So you could be without a defensive coordinator trust. And there's also plenty of continuity on the offense. Like I almost look at the Eagles offense now as it's a, it's a well-oiled machine and it's kind of humming with the players. There's continuity. The offensive line has been together a while. They have their, they have their replacements kind of ready made with Cam Jurgens for Jason Kelsey. The receivers are all under contract. Uh, Jalen Hurts obviously not going anywhere. Meanwhile, defensively, there's going to be a lot of new faces most likely next year. I mean, think about it. Bradbury's a free agent. Uh, Epps is a free agent. TJ Edwards is a free agent. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is a free agent. Hargrave's a free agent. Fletcher Cox could be out of here. Brandon Graham's a free agent. So whoever the coordinator is got to work a lot of new players in, potentially some draft picks in the first round into a, into a defense that was really good this year. 215-592-9494. Let's discuss things. I'm more worried about the, in, the injuries and the coaching. And if I could only keep one, Gannon or Steichen, I am keeping Jonathan Gannon. I think he's the more important coach uh, for the Eagles. Hopefully to keep. I want Jonathan Gannon back next year, and I hope he doesn't get a head coaching job uh, selfishly for the Eagles. Tony is up on WIP. Hey, Tony. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, Tony. What are you thinking tonight? Man, you and Tuck, the Hall of Notes of WIP, you know, um, doing great things, you know? Which one are you? 
<laughs> well, yeah, am I Hall or Oates here, Tony? What do you think? Uh, I mean, you know, you guys go, but gotta gotta trade off. You know what I mean? Once in a while, you we know. might have to get that on a T-shirt. I think Tucker's getting the T-shirts printed right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you guys, look kind of I... like a young John Oates. All right, I'll be John Oates. I like that. Well, no, it's good to hear you guys. I mean, you get done a long day of work, and you guys have been uh, doing a lot of shows and uh, listening to you. And I think uh, I feel really good about the Eagles. I think they have a 70% chance of making the Super Bowl and maybe a 35% chance of winning it. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. And I think these NFL playoffs are going to be the best playoffs we've seen in possibly five to ten years because the matchups are absolutely phenomenal. Well, especially, Tony, the matchups that we could get, right? You know, we'll see. You know, chalk, mm-hmm. chalk doesn't always hold. There's upsets. But, Tony, if we get some combination of championship weekend with the Eagles and Niners in the NFC and then the AFC, you know, Chiefs oh. and Bills or even the Bengals, like those would be amazing games. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't understand. I think we're a little hoodwinked with the – are were they doing a Monday game now? I saw like they uh, are, yeah. They're doing so uh, Monday night this coming Monday is the Cowboys and the Bucks game. Yeah, that's just a little, it's a little something different. Uh, but I mean, I wanted to ask, I ask you guys something, and one more extra topic for you guys to talk to tonight. I really think that the NFC East quarterback wise in the next couple of years is going to be a thousand percent diff- different because. You know, Jerry's got a short leash. After seven years of Dak, eight years, if he doesn't get it done. They'll move on. You don't know what's going to happen with the Giants. You sure don't know what's going to happen with the Redskins. Um, I mean, I think uh, I think we're in for a lot of drama next few years for the quarterback position in the NFC East. What do you think? I think you're probably right. Uh, and Jim, we appreciate the call and um, appreciate the the Hall and Oates uh, suggestion here. I mean, I don't I don't think I look like John Oates. I searched young. I mean, am I wrong? John Oates has a mustache. Had you can a girl mustache. But but I don't have one. I mean, like when you they, when you say someone looks like someone, usually the some of the features, the stronger features. I mean, he's got a, a a pretty significant head of hair. I don't really have hair, and he has a mustache. Where are you seeing the similarities? Is my question. I don't know. I just I thought like if we had to pick, I, I would say you're you're John Oates and I'm Daryl Hall. Okay. I mean, I guess if if we had yeah, if there like was... if we went to the WIP Halloween party as Hall and Oates, you would be John Oates. There is not a WIP Halloween party. There should be. No, we don't have any parties around here. Like we, ha- I mean, that's not true. We have like some uh, luncheons they have in the office. We have meetings and get-togethers. Yeah, get-togethers. But there's not really a party like where everyone on like a, a we- like a Christmas party. Why don't we have that? I, mean, I don't know if there's an answer. Other we- people like Christmas parties here. You mean like people personally had Christmas parties with their friends or like the state? No, like remember that company had that big Christmas party here? Oh, you mean literally other people here in our building. Yeah, well, they use the floor we have up here. It's a nice space. I don't know, I'm just saying we should have a party. Um, as far as, you know, we're, the Eagles and, and the coaching issues they have and all that and and what our last caller brought up, I I think it's all fair. I mean, I, I think it's all fair to wonder about this kind of stuff and, and, and think about it. But the bottom line is this. When you think about where they're at, and, and to go back to the NFC East, right? So the, the quarterbacks, the NFC, how much it could change the last couple of years? I think it could. I mean, Washington is always the team, aren't they? Right? Aren't isn't Washington the team that always? I mean, they haven't found a quarterback in, in in forever. They will have a new quarterback next year after this year of Wentz and Heineke and uh, and whatever Sam Howell last week. They will have a new quarterback. I would think next year the other three teams are locked in. I mean, I, I think the Giants probably re-signed Daniel Jones now after what he did this past season. And um, and Dak Prescott obviously be the Cowboys quarterback, but long term, 
Yeah, I don't think anyone other than the Eagles, you could say in two years, will still be their quarterback. You know, Jones will be there next year. I'm not sure if he's going to be there two years from now. We'll see if he continues to, to progress. Um, and could the Cowboys move off of Dak? I don't think it's going to be now, but yeah, if we go to we're close to year 10 of his career, he's year seven, next year will be eight, and they don't have playoff wins or multiple playoff wins in a year. Yeah, they'll move on. I mean, that's that's the NFL. Jim is in Haddon Heights. Hey, Jim. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good, Jim. What are you thinking tonight? Good. Just, uh, I guess we have a lot of time on our hands with the, with the, uh, the games that don't mean anything and the, uh, the bye week um, because I, I think – Kind of overanalyze, not overanalyze, but I think a lot of who do you think's the this way? Who do you think's the best in the NFC East? Who, who do you predict will win it all? In the yeah, NFC they, East or the NFC? Yeah, I'm sorry, the NFC. The NFC. I think the Eagles are going to get to the Super Bowl. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. I, you have a lot of people who say like they think the Broncos are probably going to take it, but yet at the same time say it's a disappointment if the Eagles don't. And it's like you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't. Like if you think the Broncos are a better team, they should win, you know. And um, I don't think they are. I agree with you, one hundred percent. I think the Eagles um, haven't had to press it really in the last few weeks. But when it comes down to a playing at home and having some people back, and who is going to be back? Is, is Maddox is not going to be back? Well, we don't. I mean, we don't know. I mean, Jim, that's part of the reason why the injuries worry me more than anything else. Is is we don't know. I mean, yeah, two weeks should help, but we don't know about Avante. We don't know if Lane Johnson can play through this thing. We don't know if Jalen's going to be closer to himself than he was. I mean, we think he should be better, right? Two more weeks. We don't know. Uh, Miles Sanders with the the knee brace. Like, there's a lot of we don't know setting into this thing. Yeah, I mean, probably a lot of teams have the same type of thing. It's the Jalen one that's really, um, really that's 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 uh, that's our, our eight. So, um, as far as coaches, who would I, I think you asked the question? Who would I rather keep? Yeah. Uh, I think people are really hard on Gannon, and I don't know why. Um, and I, I, I would keep Gannon, mainly also because Sirianni is also the offensive coach. He's an offensive coach, so you don't lose as much by losing the offensive coordinator, is my understanding. And then you go with Gannon because Sirianni is not a defensive guy. Totally right, and the offensive scheme and the and the and the. I mean, like you said, there the original play call of this thing, and Jim, we appreciate it, was Sirianni when when they started a year ago. He obviously handed it off to Steichen. There's also a an available coach out there that you would think could come run the offense, maybe seamlessly, and that'd be Frank Reich. I mean, is Frank Reich going to get a head coaching job? I don't know. He might. I mean, I know he's interviewing for the the Panthers job, but. Frank Reich feels like a real like for as much as we talk about Vic Fangio potentially being the defensive coordinator if they needed one. Frank Reich kind of fits that same bill on the offensive side. If Steichen gets a job, Frank Reich probably could come in here and be the coordinator, which would be so weird if they had multiple runs with Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator. It just doesn't happen where a guy comes. You think back. it would be weird working for his former offensive coordinator? Maybe a little bit, but it's kind of like, uh, does that kind of happen in the NFL sometimes? I don't know. Like, wouldn't it be weird like if middays didn't work out for you and you started producing for me in the evening? That would be weird. That would be odd, right? Yeah. I, I mean, also, time has to pass, right? Like, it, it'd be weird in the moment. No, it'd be weird. No, you're right. It, it'd be it would be a bizarre. But I don't think radio and football's they're coaches, right? They coach. And obviously he would be doing it. And it's only a half step down, right? Like you'd be doing it in an effort to get another head coaching job right. in a year or two years. 
Yes. And to also, if we're furthering the analogy here, I've never actually produced before. Like sometimes people go from producing to being on air hosts. That that happens actually very often. Radio. I that was in the path I took. Frank Reich was an offensive coordinator. Like to use the analogy, Frank was a producer. He could produce again. He was the Eagles coordinator slash producer in this silly analogy that we're bringing up. I've never done that, so it'd be weird for me more than maybe Frank Reich it would be. But th- that's available too. G- g- not that Gannon's irreplaceable, but Jonathan. G- Gannon is a good coordinator. There is no obvious replacement on this staff for him. They have had a really good year under him. They're going to lose a lot of players to free agency, likely, on this defense. They may have to assimilate younger players on this defense. I want John Gannon being the guy that could do it moving forward. Like I, I am, I'm, I'm happy Gannon's the coordinator. I've liked him for two years. I, I would just love for someone to explain to me why Gannon is so disliked. It doesn't make any sense. It, it just it doesn't. You know, as we go through some of the people here in Philadelphia that were overly liked or over, or, or the opposite, right? Just like the, the perception didn't meet reality. And we, this happens. You know, I go back to, like, as much as I defended and liked Gabe Kapler, I always understood in the back of my mind, like, you know what? He, he doesn't relate to anybody. Like, the, the WIP listener can't relate to Gabe Kapler. I understood that. Do you get that vibe from Jonathan Gannon? I mean, I don't think... He, do I think Jonathan Gannon is is just like you driving home right now? I don't, but I don't get a sense like he's so different. Like he just seems like a regular NFL coach. He's more boring than anything else. Yeah, he's like, never said anything controversial. No, he's not like. Give me a Jonathan Gannon soundbite. Last year when he said that they didn't <laughs> play dime because they didn't have the personnel for it. Yeah, he just seems like a good coach. They play hard for him. They have good results. And he doesn't blitz. I mean, like, I, there's not, I've never heard him talk where I'm like, oh, this guy's a moron. I mean, Sirianni actually is, is more comes off as, like, goofy when he talks sometimes. Gannon doesn't. He also doesn't come off like he's smarter than the room. I, I don't – I. it's the one person here over the years I can't get the reaction other than we don't like his style, we don't like him. And I've said this for many different coaches, managers, and I always will. I don't care what the style is as long as the results are good. I mean, this is a results-based operation. I mean, that every, that's what sports are. I may agree with certain philosophies that think this makes more sense, but if the results are good, the results are good. And, and Jonathan Gannon's results have been outrageously good this season, and yet he's just, he's just not liked. It's, it's been one of the most bizarre things I've seen around here in, in a while. Uh, let's go to Mike, who's in Westchester. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What are you thinking, Mike? What's on your mind? Uh, first off, uh, shout out to the last caller. I, too, am afraid of the Broncos coming out of the a- NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, actually, I, the first time he said it, I, mean, I obviously we all knew he meant the Niners, but yeah. I, the first time he said it, I kind of was like, maybe I misheard that. And then by the end, I was like, does he really think the, not, the Broncos are in the NFC? But then I just I let it go. But, yes, I, I heard it, too. I heard it, look, too. Look, Russell Wilson had a rough year, but yeah, he could get hot in the playoffs. You Listen, never know. Uh, I, no one wants to go to mile high either. Tough place chair. to play. Yeah, Tough place to play. Uh, anyway, it's an interesting question, the, the Steichen and Gannon. And I'm not, I'm, I don't hate Gannon. I'm not going to say I'm his biggest supporter. But I would pick – I would want to keep Steichen, and, and I'll tell you why. If, I go back to that quote from Jalen Hurts uh, at the beginning of the year how he mentioned that, you know, he never had the same play caller two years in a row. Yeah. And, and, and you, made a, you made a good point. You said it, that the defense most likely is going to look different next year. So if the defense is already going to look different next year, if I lose the D coordinator and new guys are coming in, 
you don't lose too much continuity. But that, our offense is locked in for five years, which I love. And I don't know if I want to switch it up. I, I know Jalen likes it. I mean, AJ and Devontae have been great this year. I don't, what do you think about that? It's a really good point, Mike. And that, that when, I was, when I was thinking about it myself, and, and I chose Gannon, but when I was thinking about it today, I, I did – that what you, what you said crossed my mind because it, I don't think it's any coincidence that Hurts had his best year we've ever seen him you know and obviously in the NFL but maybe just the best year of football he's ever had with with the coordinator for back to back years I, I and I think a lot of people Mike laughed at that in the summer when it was like when it was a big topic but it, it turned out to be one of the most true things like he was more comfortable than the offense the the only thing and I think you're right but the only thing is if Brian Johnson is the next man up. Their familiarity might let that be not as big of a deal as we think. I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree. But I mean, look at look at Carson when Frank Reich left. I mean, he looked he looked totally different. So yep. I, I don't like. I said I don't hate Gannon. I, I I get why some people don't like him. I'm I'm not leading the charge of hate, but I'm also not leading the charge of keeping him. But I'll keep second. Thanks for taking my call, guys. You got it, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. Um, I think it's a really good point. You're right. Jalen Hurts never had the same play caller back to back years. He finally did. The guy was an MVP candidate. Like, and then to lose that coordinator, to lose that play caller, are we back to square one? I mean, I don't think Jalen Hurts would go back to where he was three years ago. I don't think he just like falls off a cliff because it's someone else in his ear saying to run the play. But there could be a drop off. There could be a change. Now, Brian doesn't Brian Johnson feel like it's kind of not the same as a brand new coordinator? I mean, he's known the guy since he was four. And he's here anyway. He's his quarterback's coach. That feels like a, maybe a workaround to it's a quote-unquote new play caller. You don't just get worried, though, because we tried this with the last head coach and internal candidates didn't always work out the best? They didn't. In fact, they, they usually they were, and they were part of the reason Doug Peterson isn't here anymore. Who are the, I forget some of their names. Their Mike Rowe? Not Mike Mike Rowe? Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. He was the wide receivers coach, then became the coordinator. Right. And he wanted to stay... And Lurie got him fired. Right. And that, then they brought in uh, you, that dude from the 49ers. Like, in my mind, I want to say Anthony Sanfilippo, but he's a media guy that covers the pro- It's a long Italian name. It's, who's, uh, I'm, I'm mixing my signals here. What's his name? He's not the guy uh, that we, you know, friend of the show, friend of WIP. He's on with Jody a lot. He covers the Flyers. Anthony Sanfilippo, it's not him. But what's his name? Rich Scangarello. Scangarello. Rich. Do I have it? Yeah, Rich Scangarello. Yeah. That didn't work out either. No, it did not. (laughs) Yeah, Press Taylor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who isn't that Doug's offensive coordinator in Jacksonville now? Yeah, was it? Was Press Taylor the one that got bullied by Carson? One of, them, he, so. one of them he didn't listen. Wentz didn't want to listen to that, one of those guys. I mean, it was obviously it was a mess here. The coaching stuff was a mess with the coordinators with Doug for a while on the offensive side. Then didn't Doug, Doug won – in 2020, did they not have a coordinator? They didn't. Yeah, how was that Gangarello offense? Gangarello was senior offensive assistant, and so was Marty Morningwig. Oh, and then uh, Marty was the uh, one who was tasked with coaching Jalen. Right. Chris Taylor was passing game coordinator. Yeah. I think what did Jalen, Jalen had a nickname for Marty, like the wise old owl or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was the one that worked with him on the side that entire season. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. Gannon or Steichen, one stays, one goes. You choose. And what are you more worried about here? Is it the injuries heading into the postseason or the coaching? I'm more worried about the injuries because there's some significant players that we don't know. We just don't know how good they're going to be and how what they're – Physical limitations are going to be when we get to the postseason coming up next week at 215-592-9494. Coming up next, a couple things. I want to play something that Lane Johnson did.
for you because it's uh, it's very Lane Johnson-ish. And a very important question. Not sure why Tucker posed the question to me today, but I'm curious. I just want to know what people think on this. I guessed. I just, I, I'll give you off the top of my head guess. But Tucker asked the question. I think he may be applying for a second job. So we'll help him out. You help us out. We'll discuss. 215-592-9494 on Sports Radio 94 WIP. NFL wildcard weekends here. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one Sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with a with $150 of free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up promo code Gilio. FanDuel is all your favorite bets on the money line of points spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. Look, I'm going to take the Chargers right now at minus one and a half, two and a half, depending on where you find the number. But I'll, I'll take the Chargers to win this game, cover the short number in Jacksonville, and I also like Tampa getting the points on Monday night against Dallas. All on an app that's safe, secure, it's super easy to use. I really like the FanDuel app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 of free bets, win or lose, with promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.